You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome back to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of your SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Still lots to talk about in regards to reviewing free agency with your New York Giants, but today's show is going to have an NFL draft focus to it. Going to have a couple of interviews for you with a couple of wide receiver prospects. Wide receiver is, of course, a a somewhat underrated need for your Giants, who have Golden Tate, Sterling Shepard, and Darius Slayton out at wide receiver, but could still use more weapons, more targets for second-year quarterback Daniel Jones as they try to... uh, to build an offense around his talent, give him as many weapons as possible to uh, to go forward with into his second season. Would not expect the Giants to go wide receiver really early in the draft. Simply, they need offensive line help. They need defensive playmakers. They need help in other areas. So I would not anticipate wide receiver being a first round pick for the Giants or a second round pick. But perhaps in the middle of the draft, round three, round four, anywhere through round seven, you could see the Giants look to supplement the, the wide receiving group that they currently have now. And both of the players that uh, that we're about to talk to are guys who, who could fit into those areas of the draft. We'll be talking with Isaiah Coulter of Rhode Island, a wide receiver who NFL Hall of Famer and uh, current NFL.com analyst Gil Brandt is really, really enamored with. And we'll be talking to Brandon Polk, four-year who went to Penn State and then transferred as a graduate senior to James Madison University and had a really nice season in 2019. Uh, both of those players are guys who, who could be on the radar. We'll get a chance to talk to both of those guys, and we'll do that right now. Up first will be my interview with Isaiah Coulter. Hope you enjoy it. Giants fans, I'm joined now by Isaiah Coulter, wide receiver from Rhode Island and NFL draft hopeful as we uh, as we approach the, the 2020 NFL draft. Isaiah, thank you very, very much for joining me today. No problem. Thank you for having me. Hey, so I have to start here as we uh, as we chat. I, I was looking at some information, you know, about you and some of your bio, and, and, and you're from Brandywine, Maryland, and I'm a... Uh, a, a University of Maryland grad. So I've got to ask you, 
you know, why not the Terps? And how did you end up at Rhode Island? Um, I would say I kind of just um, I kind of flew under the radar in high school. I didn't go to many camps. Um, and uh, Rhode Island, they had offered my cousin the year before, and uh, I had went to one of their camps, and then they ended up offering me, and I kind of just, just ended up there just by. I got a lot of offers from the CAA schools, but um, I just felt most comfortable in Rhode Island just because I've, I've been there and uh, my cousin was there, so that's kind of so, how I got and, there. So, so obviously, um, you know, in case folks don't know, your cousin, I believe, is uh, is Aaron Parker, also wide receiver at Rhode Island and also prospective, you know, draft hopeful this this time around. So, so I've got to ask. Have have you guys got a little uh, a little family competition going on a little maybe a little a little side wager on, on who gets drafted first? Uh, nah, we don't got no no wager uh, at this at this point at this moment. But um, we bragging we, we rights at least. Get, yeah, you can say bragging rights, uh, but we kind of just both want to get drafted and um, we happy for each other. So that's kind of how we're looking at it. How's that been? You know, spending the last the last few years, you know, playing uh, basically, you know, playing the same position, you know, play, playing uh, alongside your cousin. Basically, that been an enjoyable experience for you? Yeah, of course. We um, you can't I, I can't describe it. Um, it, it's been amazing just um watching him do his thing. He watching me do my thing. We feed off each other. Um, talk about what we see on the field. It's it's great. No, uh, no little uh, little. I'm better than you rivalry going on there at all. <laughs> nah, none of that. <laughs> uh, you got to You got to You got to keep it. Uh, you you got to keep it low key in the family. You know, you can't you can't be causing any any family squabbles there, can you? Yeah, you got to <laughs> You got to keep it to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So so I've got to ask you. I read uh, I read a quote that I don't know if you have seen from from Gil Brandt, you know, the Hall of Famer and, you know, former Dallas Cowboys executive. I read a quote about you. Um, I don't know. Is it, is it one you're familiar with, Isaiah? Um, I'm not sure. Um, you have, let me let uh, me read it to you. Let me actually read it to you, and I just want to get your reaction. You know, obviously, Brandt was a you know personnel guy for the Dallas Cowboys for a long time. He's and he's uh, you know and it's still NFL analyst at this point. And this is what he said to uh, to Peter King uh, recently. He said uh, uh, talking about you. He said we're a guy. He's a guy we're going to be asking about a year from now. Like, where did he come from? Why did we miss on him? He said, I like these guys who come from a, from a school like Rhode Island with something to prove. I don't want to put too much pressure on him, but he could be the DK Metcalf of this draft, which all of that is, is, is high praise. Um, you know, what, what's your reaction to, to a comment like that? Um, I'm just glad he, uh, he turned on my film and uh, saw liking in liking in me and um, felt like comparing me to one of those uh, top guys, top receivers in the league like DK Metcalf. Um, yeah, that's crazy. That's cool. So, what if if you were to give us a scouting report on yourself? What what would that sound like? Um, it would say um, I'm a smooth I'm a smooth receiver. Um, I can run any route in the tree. Um, needs to get stronger. Um, get better. Uh, with uh, one after the catch, and um, I feel like I have a high ceiling. So those are a couple of things I would have to say. So let me ask you. You know, um, you're coming from the small school at Rhode Island, and I, I know you were you were at the combine, and you got a chance to to show your stuff a little bit. And and NFL teams, you know, have scouted you for a while. 
But with with everything that's that's going on with NFL teams, you know, with their offices shut down, with pro days shut down, with you know, with scouts not traveling to to any of the workouts, is that is that a problem for you in terms of of you know not being able to get in front of teams and not being able to to really you know help them you know get familiar with you at all? Do you feel like that's that's an issue for you leading into the draft? Um. I don't. I don't think so. Um, only because um, they they they're reaching out now because they can do like phone calls and things like that. And um, my agent let me know um, just, just all the stuff he's hearing back, and he doesn't think it's that big of a problem. So I'm not too worried about it. I'm kind of just um just keeping faith right now and just just staying ready. So I'm not thinking about too, thinking about it too much. You uh, how are you handling you know all all the prep and you still able to to find places to work out and and do all of those things? Um yeah I'm kind of just going to like a local field around my area and um, just doing like home <laughs> home workouts because all the gyms are closed so just like body weight stuff and just running around just staying in shape and staying sharp with my routes so the field part isn't too too hard but the, um, the lifting part you got to kind of be got to kind of figure it out and, and decide what you want to do. But uh, I, I feel like I'm making it work. You know, you think about the, the NFL draft and, and all the, the pomp and circumstance that generally goes around it, you know, and obviously that's not going to happen this year. Does that sort of take away a little bit of the excitement, you know, about the whole process or about the whole thing as as you look forward to it? Or is it still, you know, obviously, you know, it's been something you've wanted for a long time. Does, does that – not change the perspective at all. Um, I feel like the draft is like it's the draft regardless. It's going to be big. It's going to be hype around it. Um, whether it's live, like like fans there live, or um, just over like on TV with no fans, I feel like um, it's just an amazing experience just to be a part of it and just to watch it. So I feel like it's going to be special, anyways, uh, with all this stuff going on. I feel like and I feel like we need it too, just because just sitting around and things like that. I feel like it'll be good. So, all right, I want to finish up with a little bit of, of an offbeat question here for you, Isaiah. When I was at the Combine, I had a chance to talk with one of your, your Rhode Island teammates, with, with Kyle Murphy, the, the offensive lineman who's, who's also you know hoping to, to be drafted here in a few weeks. And when I talked to Kyle, I asked him kind of a, a out-of-left-field question. And, and it comes from something that Joe Judge, the Giants' new head coach, said uh, in his introductory press conference. He said he wanted to hire guys as coaches on his staff who could teach. He said, basically, he said, I don't care if they teach me how to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I want to know how well they teach. So I'm curious, and I asked Kyle this question, tell me, how you would make your absolute best peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Uh, so first, I I'll make sure I got some, got the bread ready. Definitely bring out the peanut butter and jelly. Get the get the knife or uh, whatever you use to spread it with. And then um, I'm putting the, I'm putting the peanut butter on on the left on the left bread on the left on, on the left bread. And then I'm putting the the jelly on the right side. And then uh, I'll put a little bit more jelly. Because I like jelly more than peanut butter, so I make sure I'll I'll, I'll probably get a, another scoop of jelly, throw it on the throw it on the bread, and then I will flip it over, and then I cut it in the uh, into fours. 
<laughs> into fours, huh? The funny part is I used to do th- I used to do that to my kids just to uh, just to actually I used to cut it into little triangles to make it harder for them to eat. <laughs> but you know, you know the, fun, I don't know the funny why I do that. The, the funny part of the funny part about that question is every time I ask it, I'm amazed at at the detail of of that guys will go into as far as you know what slice of bread or what type of bread or which side the the peanut butter goes on. I'm amazed by that. It's it's funny. <laughs> yeah, you got to take it serious. <laughs> hey, you know it's uh, quality sandwiches. You know you gotta you you gotta do it right. So. <laughs> For hey sure. Isaiah, I I appreciate your your spending some time with me. Best of luck to you if you uh, if you happen to land with the Giants. Maybe we'll get a chance to uh, to talk to you again. Okay, cool. Sounds good. Thank you much. All right, no problem. Thank you. All right, bye bye. All right, our thanks to Isaiah Coulter for spending some time with us. Let's take a brief break here for a word from our sponsors, and then we'll come back with uh, an interview that I did with James Madison wide receiver. Brandon Polk. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Giants fans, I'm joined now by James Madison wide receiver Brandon Polk, who is hoping to hear his name called somewhere in the in the latter portion of the upcoming NFL draft. Brandon, thank you very much for joining me today. Yeah, no, thank you very much for having me. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your story, in case uh, you know our our listeners aren't really familiar. You spent uh, you spent four years at Penn State. had had a year of eligibility left because of a a medical red shirt and spent that last year at James Madison University, had a really nice year. I think it was 73 catches, became uh, the first James Madison wide receiver to, to go past 1,000 yards in, in, uh, in receiving yardage. Just tell me a little bit about, about how, you know, the, how moving to James Madison came about, and, and then we'll, you know, we'll talk a little bit about, about the increased production as well. Okay, yeah, so, uh, you know, just my time, and I was kind of looking for someone to go. Um, I actually had a couple friends that played or that are still playing now for James Madison. Um, you know, I, I thought it was just a great fit. You know, they they threw the ball a lot, and it was very close to home. I'm only about an hour and 40 minutes away. So I knew that my parents uh, could pretty much come to every game. They, they did come to every game. And just, you know, academics-wise, they're really good. You know, I wanted to make sure I was going to a school not only just to play football because I am now currently still uh, in the master's program at the school. 
and just overall, like, some of the guys uh, there, you know, I, I knew in high school, so I knew that they were there. Uh, and just the coaching staff, when I went there, I just fell in love with them. What are you getting a master's in, by the way? Uh, sports and Recreational Leadership. Nice, nice. And I think I also read that uh, there were a couple of, of assistant coaches at, at James Madison who you were familiar with from Penn State. Yeah, so Coach Smith, uh, who is now uh, with uh, the Hokies, and Coach Jackson, who's, who's with ODU, actually with Coach Lonnie. So those two were there. Uh, they, they were GAs my freshman year uh, at Penn State, and they were uh, at James Madison last year. And obviously, you know, it's a little bit lower level of, of competition, James Madison, you know, from, from Penn State. So you might have expected, you know, some difference in production, maybe in number of receptions. I think in four years at Penn State, you, you had a 27 catches. And then, as we talked about, 73 catches, more than 1,000 yards. But I also read that you said that it wasn't, in your mind, just competition-related, Maybe it was maturity and approach and things like that. Can can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, no, it, de- it definitely was, you know, I guess maturity and the, the way I, I approached it because um, I, I pretty much knew it was my, my last shot. Um, you know, I had to go out there. I worked hard every day. Uh, my teammates pushed me. I pushed them, you know. So we had we kind of had that goal. That, I mean, we wanted to get to the, the, the national championship. We got there. Obviously, we came up short, but that was the goal. So I, I, I knew – what it took to be to be great. Uh, I've watched many people, uh, Saquon, Deshaun Hamilton, Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders, Trace McSorley, like Mike, and just I just watched those people and saw the work ethic that that they that they had and that they were and things that they were willing to do and things they just cut out of their life and said I don't want to do this in order to be great. So that was definitely helped me. Was just kind of sit back and like, look, these guys are where I want to go. In order for me to get to where I want to go, I have to at least take some things from each person uh, to, you know, move forward. I'm I'm curious about some of those former Penn State guys. There are a few guys that you probably played with, Saquon, Grant Haley, um, and you know, there's also Coach uh, Coach Chaos is now with the Giants. Yeah. Would it be uh, Would it be kind of cool for you to wind up uh, to wind up with with the Giants? No. Yeah. It definitely would uh, see those familiar faces. You know, out there and just pushing each other. Because Saquon and I, uh, when he was when I was at Penn State with him, it was just a lot of competition. Like who's faster, who's this, who's that. So it was just we just push each other. You know, kind of every day. So it would be it would be fun to you know see those guys again. So so who is faster? Oh, I'm fast. <laughs> I tell him that every I tell him that every day. I'm faster than him. Oh, I I don't know if he wants to hear that. He's a pretty competitive guy. <laughs> oh no, I know he. I tell him every time I talk to him, what's your forty? And he, he he just says fast. I'm like, well, I'm faster. <laughs> uh, so maybe we'll get you two guys out on the field someday, and uh, it, it, oh, and no. we'll and we'll prove that. <laughs> oh, for sure, I'm ready. I I told him in college, so. Oh, he backed down. He wouldn't do it. Yeah, he didn't want to do it. I can't. I don't know what year, but we were talking about it once. Oh, I don't know. We're gonna have to ask him about that if you wind up with the Giants. So oh, so, I will so let's actually talk about. Uh, the whole, you know, getting a 40 time. You didn't have a combine in, but invite. You're a, you're a smaller guy. I think what five nine, about 175, 180. Am I correct? Yeah, about 173, 74. So yeah, about okay. 175. Okay. And so obviously, a pro day, getting to talk to NFL scouts. You know, getting to 
getting to, to, to show them how fast you are, all of that was important. And obviously with the situation going on, the, uh, you know, the, the James Madison Pro Day was canceled. NFL scouts aren't traveling. They're not holding any workouts. So how have you been approaching, you know, trying to get attention, trying to get some videos, trying to get something in front of, uh, of NFL teams? Yeah, so um, it was kind of it's pretty interesting, but you know it it kind of all worked out. Obviously, you know with the the virus going around, a lot of things were canceled. But you know we we still found a way to you know kind of get it get it done. Last Wednesday, I was actually down in Georgia, uh, kind of doing a a pro day there. We filmed it. Uh, we had a former uh, GM there, Ken. Uh, he was a GM for the Atlanta Falcons, um, and kind of just ran our did the forty, did three cone. Did everything about that. I mean, you could do at a um, at a pro day, but it was just um, everything was filmed. So I mean, it was kind of I kind of liked the way it was, the how we did it um, from the circumstances that we were dealt. So I thought it was you know a really fun experience overall. That uh, I believe is is former Atlanta Falcons GM Ken Harrock, correct? Correct. Okay, and so what was what was the forty time? That uh, that Ken had you at, just so people know. Uh, Ken had me at a uh, four two eight. That's pretty nice. Did you uh, did did you expect to run that fast? I did. I, I wish I ran a little bit faster, but you know, I, I did um, during my training down at XBE in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. That was the time I was pretty much running consistently. Nice, and I, I would I would think that'll get some attention from uh, from NFL scouts and, and general managers. Yeah, they. Speed is just, you know, my dad always taught, told me, you know, speed is your best asset, and, you know, speed is something you can't teach. You either have it or you don't. So give me um, give me a quick scouting report on, on yourself, on, on on what you like to do, what you bring to a, what you might bring to an NFL roster, to an NFL training camp, you know, if and when you get the opportunity. Uh, just, you know, tell people what, uh, you, what an NFL team is going to get. You know, an NFL team, they're just going to get, you know, uh, a team player, but as well as, a you know, a big play guy. Uh, special teams, you know, in the punt return, kick return, um, as well as, you know, when I get my opportunity on offense, you know, just creating big plays, a guy that can, you know, take a, a bubble screen 95 into the house. Uh, so that's, you know, what I would tell uh, teams and, you know, what they're going to get out of me. Is it kind of difficult? I mean, this is looked at as a a really really deep wide receiver class. So obviously, you know, getting that pro day and and getting that film, you know, is 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 important. I mean, is it is it kind of a disadvantage for you though in such a deep class? You know, not not being able to to go and do thirty man visits and visit facilities and, and work out in front of NFL teams. No, I don't. For me, I don't as a, a disadvantage. Um, I, I kind of like, you know, the, the way I would say kind of everything uh, went about because, you know, I got more time to, you know, work on myself and make sure, you know, I'm I'm in the top shape that I can be. Obviously, you know, they can't, they don't see, they don't see me right now, but I, I didn't really see, you know, them canceling everything as, you know, a disadvantage for me because, you know, my, my film, I feel like, you know, I did a really good job this year. Um, I, I don't think, I mean, I think that they can see that from my, just my transition and, pretty much the times that I did at Pro Day um, or the, the Pro Day that I had, even though it was filmed and they weren't all there, there's some credibility there that it's not just my dad filming. 
So I, I feel like there's a lot of things that, you know, that we did with the cards that we were dealt that, you know, I don't feel like is a disadvantage. All right. Hey, Brandon, I really appreciate you spending some time with me today. Best of luck to you. And uh, if if you wind up with the Giants, we're, we're going to push for that uh, for that Saquon versus Brandon 40-yard uh, dash. Uh, definitely. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Our thanks to Brandon Polk for spending some time with us and sharing his story. Also, again, to Isaiah Coulter of Rhode Island. Good luck to both of those young men as they look forward to uh, hopefully hearing their names called in the upcoming 2020 NFL Draft. Giants fans, thank you as always for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye now. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.